we were fortunate to be hiring during the pandemic. We picked up a hospital client right at the start of the pandemic. Uh, so we were very busy doing virtual meetings and events, but we did a lot of interviews during that time. And folks were telling us in the interviews, look, if you don't hire me now, I'm just getting out of the industry because there, there really isn't much opportunity here. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. I'm Adam Moore here with Chloe Goodreed, and in today's episode, we're joined by Becky Basili, founder and CEO of LogiPlan. Becky is a certified pandemic mediation specialist and has over 22 years of experience in global meetings and events. Pandemic risk mitigation and planning meetings in the post-pandemic world is a huge issue in today's corporate environment, and Becky helps address these issues every day through LogiPlan. Welcome to the show, Becky. It's great to have you in studio today. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Excellent. Yes, I'm so excited. When Adam was telling me about you and about your company, I was like, what? Right. Really? I'm right. like, the timing so, of this couldn't be better. Thank you. Exactly. So when I first met them, somebody came up to me and said, yeah, I just talked to this woman who owns an events planning service and she does uh, pandemic mediation. I'm like, well, who is that? I haven't talked to this person. Like, hey, you've been talking to her for like for 40 minutes now. And I'm like, you mean Becky? They're like, yeah. I was like, I got to go talk to her because that's the way. <laughs> Let's lead with that, please. You know, it was one of those things like she's so understated about it. I was like, well, tell me more. <laughs> yes. So, so tell us a little bit about you, Becky. Let's, let's start there. How did you get here? Yeah. So um, I have been in the meetings and events industry over 22 years. I actually worked for a third-party agency in the Orlando area called uh, Publicis or CLT Meetings, which was a women-owned small business. Um, fantastic experience. I was there for about eight years, made many lifelong friends, um, had some fantastic experience in the industry, and then moved on and started Logiplan in 2008. So uh, we've had Logiplan about 13 years, and uh, so far it's been going great. So tell us all about Logic Plan. I mean, I, I'm I'm anxious to hear all about what it is that you exactly do, how you came up with this idea just around the timing of all of this. Well, obviously you were doing it before, but yes, yeah. So um, we're a third party meeting planning agency, primarily supporting the pharmaceutical and um, hospital healthcare industries. So um, it's interesting to be in a situation now where we've got the um, pandemic situation that's been going on couple of years and for us to be supporting the companies that are actually um, working on the science to get us to the other side of it, right? So it's kind of a convergence of both, you know, meeting planning and healthcare. Um, and so we're here uh, along with our clients to make sure that we can um, hold safe in-person meetings and events. 
That is awesome. So how has it grown, right? So if you think about it, you may have been the only person that was, I don't know, happy to see a pandemic. I really don't know how else to state that question. Um, but how has it grown? And kind of where do you see it going in the future, right? I mean, we all talk about hybrid events. We all talk about a new normal. We all talk about, uh, you know, this is just the way it the way it is. So talk to us a little bit. Where is this going to, right? Where is it growing? What's the next, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. I think, um, you know, the meetings and events industry was really decimated through the pandemic. It was. Right. So yeah. you've got a lot of um, companies that went out of business. I mean, we were fortunate to be hiring during the pandemic. We picked up a hospital client right at the start of the pandemic. Uh, so we were very busy doing virtual meetings and events, but we did a lot of interviews during that time. And folks were telling us in the interviews look, if you don't hire me now, I'm just getting out of the industry because there, there really isn't much opportunity here. So, you know, you've had all of these businesses from the third party agencies like ourselves to car companies, hotels, airlines that dramatically reduce their workforce. Um, and everybody's just been waiting on the industry to rebound when nobody ever really knew when that was going to be. And now we're in this situation where the industry is rebounding. Folks are ready for the in-person meetings and events workforce just isn't there. Um, so, you know, the same companies are trying to scale back up very, very quickly. And it's interesting to see, you know, the companies that maybe didn't manage their layoffs very professionally at the start of the pandemic. And those workers are saying now, I don't really like how you treated me at the start. I don't really like your company culture. And I don't think I want to come back to your organization. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's an interesting place to be in as a business owner, because, you know, we have a fantastic company culture, thankfully. And it's nice to see that it, it being vocalized now in the public space where folks are saying, look, I just, I want to devote my time and efforts to a company that I believe in and that I care about and that treats me with respect. Um, so I think Logic Plan specifically, we're very well positioned to grow very quickly to, you know, build our workforce to support the return of in-person events. Excellent. That is excellent. So when you think about face-to-face -face meetings and what you're doing now, mm -hmm. I want to hear your thoughts around, you know, everyone keeps trying to figure out. Oh, man. Yes, please. Go back to conferences in person. Are we trying to go back to meetings face-to-face? -face? Should we do a hybrid? What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I mean, virtual is here to stay, right? I mean, I, you know, 40 years ago, that option wasn't even available. So, you know, it really has been a blessing. Um, and for those of us who were able as, as meeting planning agencies to make it through the other side of the pandemic, that's how we were able to stay in business, right? We just did hundreds and hundreds of virtual doctor meetings um, and supporting the industry that we do. I mean, that was so critical, right? You know, the doctors needed communicate and, you know, everything with the pandemic has been evolving so rapidly that communication has been so critical, right? So the virtual meetings, is it, it's here to stay. I mean, years, years ago, they, you know, over the course of my career, I've heard about how we need to manage the, the doctors, right? Not all the doctors are very comfortable with technology. So, you know, we need to print all the materials out and then it turned into, okay, we could do jump drives, but still the, you know, the doctors aren't comfortable with the digital technology. And now everyone has been thrust into this space where we've all had to learn the technology. Um, so if you weren't comfortable with it before, you've had to become comfortable with it. And so all that training has, has happened through the pandemic, right? So now 
You've got businesses that have invested in the infrastructure around virtual meetings. Um, so that's not going anywhere. And I, and, and I think it's a useful tool. I think virtual is great for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, it's not the same as in person, right? You can't recreate the connections you make in person virtually. Thank you. It's yes. just a very different situation. So, you know, if you consider that the majority of our communication is done through um, body language and, you know, your facial expressions and all of those things, you know, you're still missing some of that in the 2D interaction, you know, as opposed to getting face to face. And, you know, that's how you build trust with people is by making those connections. Um, so, you know, there's just something about the in-person that you can't replicate. And I think most of us, especially those of us that are extroverts uh, for the two years that we were, you know, kind of holed up in our homes, have really missed the human connection that you get from face to face. And it's, it's really, I would say it's even palpable. Um, You know, the first meeting I went to face to face again, it was like, you could just feel it in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody, all of the, the conversations that we had were just, people took their time, you know, they really wanted to take the time and talk with you. So even though we didn't have as many connections face to face as pre pandemic, the ones that we did have were really, really quality connections, I would say. I think, and we've all said it, right? The virtual is not going away. And as a meeting planner, what is kind of that dividing line for you, right? And I've always wondered this. I'd love to hear your, your, your angle. What do you, when somebody comes to you and says, I'm planning an event and this is what I want to do. When you hear that, what do you sit there and go, what, what in your mind sits there and go, that makes a great virtual event. Nope, this one needs to stay in person. What is kind of those key points that you think we need to take into consideration when we're thinking, do we go virtual? Do we go live? I mean, I think the default standard should be hybrid for every meeting. I I think, especially now, especially in the short term, right? Because you do have some folks that are still not comfortable with travel. Um, You know, they, they like the remote learning. Um, They've learned it, you know, that's their comfortable space, right? The introverts maybe. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, they know it's possible to do that learning. They know that option is there. And so you, if you're organizing the event, you don't offer virtual. I think that would be perceived as a little bizarre and just unnecessary, right? I think the expectation is you're always going to have a virtual option. Interesting. And then the in-person, again, I mean, like we just said, there's so much value in those in-person connections. So like the networking, you know, again, you just can't replicate it. And if you're doing certain team buildings, right, I would say those should be in-person if, if you can, right? And, and, and again, some of that you can't quite replicate the same way. You might just have to do a very different team building in-person that you would virtually. So I would say it should always be a hybrid at this point. You should give folks the option. You should plan for both because then really, you know, Say there is another outbreak of some other virus, right? Maybe not COVID-19, but some other pandemic in the future, then you're already staged and ready to pivot to whichever option, most likely virtual in that case. Um, you, you've already put the thought into it. You've already built it out. So it's not going to be such a drastic change when you have to you know, make that decision kind of last minute. I was just going to say the other thing that I really appreciate about just the virtual events is how you can be anywhere in the world and attend their True. events. And I've actually seen attendance go up on these virtual events. Like I um, was on one for the Department of Commerce and they had a little over 200 people from all over the country. That would never be able to happen sometimes in some of these other places. Mm-hmm. As you know, it's the cost of travel, it's the cost of your time. And a lot of person events prior to them going virtual were like 25 to 50 people. So right. 
that was a huge uptick over COVID. Yeah, and it's a really good point that you make. There's a lot to be said about the awful things that have happened during the pandemic. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I will say there's a lot of good things that have come out of the pandemic um, you know, and, and again, that being one of them, right, that you've got, you know, your reach has extended quite a bit. You know, you've got a larger audience that you can reach out to. And I think, um, you know, that's a, a positive coming out of the pandemic. So another question I would have for you. So you said hybrid is, is the way to go, right? Not try to go one way or the other. What are some of the platforms or what are some of the ways people are doing hybrid meetings that work right now? Right. I, to be honest with you, I have been on a few that were the hybrid option and I picked remote for savings or timing, yeah, some of the same things you brought up. Right. And I think that that's very valid. But I have to tell you, by the time it was done and then I talked to the people that were there, I was like, oh, that was definitely the wrong choice. You know, you kind of felt like you, you kind of felt like back in grade school when the cool kids were talking and they were all having a great time and you were just kind of listening from the outside. That was definitely the feeling that I got. So what are some of the ways that we can do a hybrid event where people feel included in the activities? Because I think that's kind of a, that's a hard point to reach. And I've heard a lot of things back and forth. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that folks, if they're, if they're tuning in virtually, their attention span, you know, they're, they're distracted, right? So if you're, if you're tuning in virtually, you're distracted. And so you've got your devices, you've got your email, you, you know, you maybe you're watching the game on another monitor, whatever you've got going on. And so the trick with the virtual piece is really keeping them engaged. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that involves just mixing things up quite a bit um, gotcha. and giving opportunities to be engaged, right? So it's mm-hmm. not just a one way you're just listening to a speaker the whole time. You have to give them, you know, right. polls and, and breakouts and ways to engage with one another. And, you know, if you're doing a hybrid event, I prefer the format where you have, you know, the virtual separate from the in-person. Um, Interesting. And, and, and that way it addresses the... Um, attention span and that agenda is really formatted in a way to capture their attention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the people who are there in person, they're just having a very different experience, right? And yes. like I said, you can't really recreate that. So, um, you know, if you don't want folks to have that fear of missing out, you know, to see all the, you know, they're doing all, they've got the blue man group there in person and, you right. know, right. Exactly. Here, you know, I, I think it just needs to be a whole separate um, thing. It, you know, maybe you have a little bit of crossover. So I would say you do the virtual piece maybe two days um, initially, day one, day two, and then you do the in-person piece day three, day four. And if you have a little bit of crossover there, then you can connect the audiences. But I prefer to keep them separate and then give folks the option of attending one or the other. Nice. I think that's sound advice. <laughs> you know, one of the other things that I think sometimes we miss because we're thinking about the convenience is how it might affect culture in your company culture. So how do you think, you know, some of the post-pandemic just stressors of, you know, the anxiety being out and all these different things that employers are having to deal with, how do meeting and events help bring companies together both internally and externally? Mm-hmm. How do you see that, especially when, you know, so much has changed and companies have to think about that now, like somebody, you know, maybe working from home and children are in the home or someone maybe, as I mentioned, nervous about coming out and interacting. How do you account for all of that? Well, you know, 
what's happened during the pandemic, I think you have all these folks that are working in silos, right? So you may get on a call, but you're still, you know, you're not going to the water cooler and meeting up with your friends anymore, you know, and, and if you do hop on a call, it's like, let's just get down to business. You know, people are skipping some of the small talk and some of the organic pieces that come from being face-to-face, um, you know, with your social interactions. And so I think you've got mental health issues with people being isolated for so long, right? And and you've got additional stressors, right? We've got families, um, you know, I know for myself being at home, you know, people just, my family approaches me a lot more. So, you know, I can't really get rid of them while I'm at home, right? So, you know, there's a lot, um, there's a lot to manage. And, you know, as far as company culture is concerned, um, I think business leaders really need to be very intentional about what they're doing with their company culture. It can't just be um, something you put on autopilot. It has to be, you know, very strategic and and um, intentional. And so, you know, you have to have regular scheduled uh, connections with folks. I think you have to lead with empathy. You have to listen to people, um, you know, because maybe they live by themselves. They don't have anybody to talk to and you're the only person they see, you know, during their work week. And so take the extra 20 minutes to just chat with folks. I think, you know, that just a very simple thing is from human to human. um, It's really important that, you know, regardless of your role in the organization, I think that's really important to take the time to do. And, you know, as far as connecting with folks, I mean, obviously meetings and events is so key to that. Um, For ourselves here at Logiplan, um, we do a lot of virtual team buildings. We do silly murder mystery, you know, events uh, with each other. Mm. Nice. That sounds like fun. It is a lot of fun. I mean, you'd be surprised who really gets into character for those two, which is... uh, I got got some ideas. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do. (laughs) But it'll be the people you won't expect. I mean, that's what makes it... That's what's made it really fun for me is some of my employees that I did not expect uh, to really get into character and they they blew me out of the water with uh, their character. It was a lot of fun. But uh, we've we've done virtual wine tastings. um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we've done virtual pumpkin carving contests and just silly things that may not seem like a big deal and that, you know, they're not going to eat at your budget, you know, anything substantial, but, you know, just taking the time to um, connect with people, get to know them on a personal level. I think that's so much more important now than it ever was. I could not agree more. And those are some great suggestions on just connected in a light, lighter, fun way where people can connect. Absolutely. You have to schedule it. You do have to. I mean, again, it comes back to something we say on the show all the time, right? Intentionality. And then you have to be intentional in everything that you're doing, whether it's connecting with your employees, your external customers, whatever that is. I mean, you have to know why you're doing it and set aside time for it and and make it uh, a priority. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. And as a meetings and events planning agency for us, I mean, we have to walk the walk too, right? If we're telling our clients, you know, this is going to work for you, then, you know, we were testing it out on ourselves too. And, and it works, you know, absolutely works. We would, we'd often say that in supplier adversity, we have to drink from the same punch we're serving. So yeah, totally understand that. So Becky, last question for you in terms of um, your customer base and, and looking at the future and the type of customers that you work with. Is it more on the enterprise side or do you work with um, small, diverse businesses or just small businesses in general? Yeah, we work with everyone. Um, So, you know, my experience primarily has been supporting pharmaceutical companies, but we absolutely worked with some nonprofit organizations. I mean, again... Everybody has a need for meetings and events. Um, And just like we were saying that human connection 
you know, now more than ever is so critical to organizations. And, it, it, you know, it, running a small business myself, um, understanding that your company culture is key to everything else. And, and like we talked about that intentionality, um, you know, it's I would recommend it for small businesses that you take the time to have meetings and events um, mm-hmm. because they, they do make a difference. And, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to work for uh, a women-owned small business when I started my career. Um, and the owner of that company, she paid every year for Memorial Day weekend. We went to the beach and she paid for our entire families to come with us. And we called it Family Fun Weekend. Um, and so you could bring your family. We'd stay at the beach for the whole weekend. We, yeah, renting three wheelers and, you know, going parasailing. And I mean, it was fantastic. And, and there was no work obligations at all. It was just fun. It was just a thank you for us for busting our humps for her. Um, and so I learned early on, you know, how important it was to really invest in your people. And you, you can do that through meetings and events. So um, absolutely. We work with small businesses, large businesses, medium businesses, nonprofits. Wonderful. Wonderful. Because I know a lot of people need help out there, too. A ton, too. A ton, too. <laughs> so, so I know Chloe said that was the last question, but it isn't. Um, <laughs> and I always go off script. This is what makes our show so much fun. So I, I, I wanted to get your professional opinion. Sure. Okay. We've all been to several different events now, right? It live. I'm, I'm thinking of live events. Okay. And we've seen, we've seen the pandemic handled in different ways, right? One, you kind of feel like, you know, you have every disease known to mankind and until you're cleared, you can't do anything. Others are like, Hey, if you've got a card, come on in, you know, and then there's the ones that are kind of in between it, it, truly from where you sit, right. Being an expert in this and doing this day in day out, what, what do you think, or what do you recommend as reasonable precautions as we move forward in this day and age? I was just kind of wondering from your your perspective is you're seeing all of this and, and planning it yourself. Tell us what that, that might look like. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of very simple things you can do. I mean, you can, you can mandate masks, right? If it's an internal event, you can mandate masks. Um, but then you have to make sure people are being compliant, right? So that's, you know, if you say masks are optional, nobody's going to wear a mask. I right. mean, it just seems right. like a peer pressure kind of situation. And so, you know, those are some obvious things like testing obviously would be very smart to do if you have the budget for it. Um, you know, they do have PCR rapid tests now. They're just much more expensive, right? So there's some simple options on testing, which again, I think is smart. The temperature checks, I think we've all done, you know, again, some basic stuff like that. Um, but there's some other strategies you could do as well. Um, you know, when you look at your your hotel or your venue um, before you contract, you may want to consider where is your meeting space as it relates to where the public is going to be um, hanging out, right? So nice. mm-hmm. if you're looking at a, a property that has a casino and you have mm-hmm. to, you've mandated masks for your people, and so they're mm-hmm. wearing masks, but they need to cut through the casino to get to your meeting space, then you know, the masks don't really matter, right? Because the public isn't right. wearing masks and now you've just exposed your whole group to that. And, and even with travel, right? You know, not everybody is masking up during travel. So, um, you know, it, you're, there's a certain level of risk in, in getting in close contact with the public. So you just may want to consider some destinations that maybe aren't as, um, there's not as much traffic um, as you would see in some other cities. So that would be another uh, opportunity to um, mitigate some risk for the pandemic. Excellent. Very, very good tips. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Becky. We have yes. enjoyed having you on. Where can they connect with you in Logic Plan? 
Yeah, so you can visit us on our website at www.lodgeaplan.events. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Gidry Reed and Adam Morin. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and check out our previous shows and stay tuned for next time. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us and participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.